It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Friday. Great to be with you on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. You can subscribe to this podcast, by the way. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Unfortunately, unable to hook up with Locked On Browns host Jeff Lloyd. No problem. We will certainly have plenty of time to talk about the Browns. I do want to talk about them a little bit today because it continues this week's theme. Look, I think the Browns are the most interesting team in the NFL, and I will discuss that in just a second. By the way, this is a reminder. If you're new to this podcast, this is the spot to be. Bengals training camp is six days away, and on Thursday I will be there. You're going to get exclusive player interviews from Bengals players, coach interviews. You're going to get the latest news, injury news, videos at LockedOnBengals.com. I'll have interviews as well. I'm telling you, the place to be for Bengals training camp is right here, the Locked on Bengals podcast and LockedOnBengals.com. That's it. Exclusive interviews you're not getting anywhere else. You'll get them right here with me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to start uh, with interest. I was having this conversation with uh, my coworker, my my friend, whatever you want to call him, Mo Egger. And we co-host the show together. I produce for him. Uh, We hang out, we're friends as well, and we were talking about, we're both Bengals fans, and we were talking about the Bengals this year, and just interest, because as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I've been struggling with getting uh, a read for this team, how they're going to be, if they're going to be good, if it's just going to be an 8-8 team, I don't think they're going to be really bad, I don't think they're going to be really, really good, so maybe they are just an 8-8 team, and that's what my head's telling me, and my heart doesn't want to face it. But we weren't even really talking about record. We we discussed interest. And something Jason LaConfora wrote yesterday, he basically wrote, and actually I have it right here. He wrote this yesterday. Uh, he said, quote, this very well could be the last stand for Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. If they don't call much more from the young skill players than they have over the past few years, it probably will be. And he's talking about Mixon and Ross and Boyd and, and all these different guys that, that need to contribute more. And the thing is, is, is that has been written so much. Oh, this has got to be it for Marvin. I, I was fully bought into that narrative last year. I thought Marvin was gone. I remember leading a chant. I, was at Ander- I had an appearance at Anderson Pub and Grill. And if you're familiar with the Cincinnati area, uh, it, it's right here locally. And leading, it was when the... Report about Marvin came out before the Vikings game. And I was there for an appearance, giving away tickets and all different types of stuff. And it was really interesting because I threw out there like, well, we only got 10 quarters left of the Marvin Lewis era. Nine quarters at a mic at a bar full of people on the mic because that was it, right? It was over. It was done. It was it. Marvin Lewis era complete. And then he was back. And then they were going to draft Lamar Jackson and the offense was going to change. And they were really looking at him. They were looking at these quarterbacks. And then, well, it's Andy and no one else in that quarterback room that can compete with him. And so I think national media just looks and says, same old Mike Brown, same old Marvin Lewis, same old Andy Dalton. 
And so that's what they write, even though there's more to the team than that, but they're just not that interesting from a national perspective. They're not. And interesting doesn't mean good or bad. This team could be very boring and end up winning a bunch of games this year. I'm not saying that. And that's where I want to start with the Browns because I think the Browns are very interesting. You have a coach whose fan base, the majority of Browns fans think Hugh Jackson is an idiot. They think he sucks. Now, we've seen good Hugh Jackson. I am a big believer in Hugh Jackson, but Browns fans, psh, they've seen one in 31. They've seen the guy who can't get the challenge flag out of his pocket. They see the guy who honestly blamed uh, the front office and analytics and all this stuff for his troubles, for their troubles, when it was just as much him. They see a guy who yanked around Deshaun Kaiser last year. And I see a team that is so much better on paper than last year. Like, if I look at the Browns' depth chart, they're pretty decent on paper. They're a team that will compete this year. And by compete, I mean don't chalk them up to wins when they play the Bengals. Think about this. This team has two legitimate pass rushers on both ends. Miles Garrett, first overall pick, and Emmanuel Ogba, who's legit. Anybody wanting to know. Emmanuel Agba's legit. That's why they passed on Bradley Chubb in the draft and went after a corner. They also signed Chris Smith, who, like him or not, Chris Smith was productive for the Bengals last year. So they have three legitimate pass rushers. They got some other guys uh, in the middle that I think will be interesting. Uh, Jamie Meter is, is certainly an interesting guy, but nothing too great in the middle. They don't have any type of Geno Atkins or anything like that. But their linebackers, definitely legit. Jamie Collins, when he's on the field, really good. They signed Michael Kendricks this offseason. I like him a lot. And Christian Kirksey, really good player. Christian Kirksey is very impressive. Uh, a very impressive player, racks up the tackles. And I mentioned Denzel Ward. I think he's going to be a really good corner in this league. There was no doubt in my mind. Like, when they picked him, I was like, people are going to knock them for that. But that's what they needed. And you could say you can never have enough, enough pass rushers. They didn't have a legitimate corner. Now they do. <clears throat> Excuse me, they went and signed EJ Gaines from Buffalo. Overall, I think the defense that they have on paper is decent. Not great, but decent. What excites me about this Browns team is their offense. From Jarvis Landry, who they traded for and paid, to Corey Coleman, who I really like still, and I think for the first time in his career has a chance to have success, to Josh Gordon, who seems to be on a straight and narrow, and I've talked to some people up in Cleveland, and they're buying in. Tyrod Taylor is leading the show, and he's the best quarterback they've had there in quite some time. I think he starts the majority, if not all of the games this year, because I think Cleveland's going to be pretty competitive. And they can lean on the running game, too. They have three legitimate running backs. Carlos Hyde, former second-round pick. Bengals ended up picking Jeremy Hill over him. I like Hyde a decent amount. Duke Johnson is like Giovanni Bernard. Probably more dynamic. And then Nick Chubb. Add those guys together. And if things go well for Gordon, and by go well I mean just stays on the field, they have two top 20 receivers in Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon. They have a first-round pick in Corey Coleman who has yet to deliver but has flashed at times in the NFL with awful quarterbacks and awful offenses. They drafted a guy named Antonio Callaway, who I wrote about before the draft that I thought the Bengals might have an eye on. 
who has a first-round talent, has first-round talent out of Florida, they have some weapons. Pair that with a first-round pick in David Njoku at tight end. Their line's really solid. Right tackle, Chris Hubbard, they signed this offseason. They got Kevin Zeitler, who we all know about. J.C. Treader at center, solid. Joel Bint- Batonio is solid. And, yeah, do they need to f- replace a guy like Joe Thomas? Sure, anytime Joe Thomas leaves, it could be a little bit of a struggle. But they drafted a second rounder in Austin Corbett who's going to play left tackle or at least compete for that spot. Overall, this team on paper is interesting. Baker Mayfield's interesting. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, they're interesting. Again, interesting doesn't mean good. But I think that this Browns team, and we'll get more of a perspective when I can hook up with Jeff Lloyd, but I think this Browns team is going to be better than people realize. If they win seven games this year, would you be surprised? I wouldn't. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll get back to the Bengals in just a second right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, I think when I talk about interesting and the Bengals not being interesting, it's not really a a knock. It's just the reality of it. What did they do that was flashy? What splash did they make this offseason? I mean, their biggest move involved the trading for a left tackle and drafting a center. (laughs) You know, their biggest free agency signing was either Chris Baker, who was cut, or a local kid in Preston Brown, who played for Buffalo, and he's a one-year contract. They didn't do these crazy, earth-shattering, splashy moves, and I was on board with essentially all of them. I think they make a lot of sense. I think this team is better. How much better depends on the coaching. How much better depends on the offense. How much better depends on this running game in the offensive line. And I have a feeling I'm going to know relatively early, like I did last year during training camp. Oh, the offensive line still sucks. I thought they could overcome it last year. I really did. I I didn't expect the offensive line to be that good, but I thought the offensive play calling could overcome and build around a poor offensive line. I still think it can to a certain degree this year. On paper, John Ross and Joe Mixon, all these guys on offense, they should be good. And so don't hesitate. And when I'm talking about interesting, don't get it twisted. Interesting doesn't mean good. Interesting means interesting. Interesting means, you know what's interesting to a lot of people? Jersey Shore. I don't think it's good TV. People watch Jersey Shore, though, because it's interesting. People are going to watch Hard Knocks because the Browns are interesting. The Bengals would be awful for hard knocks. To hear what? About Andy Dalton's uh, wedding ring that's made out of plastic and have Jay Gruden make fun of him? Like, seriously, remember that in 2013, Bengals hard knocks? This team isn't interesting, but they can be good. And next week, we're going to find out. We're six days away. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Thank you so much for listening this week. It's been a lot of fun. Adam Crowley yesterday. 
Lindsay OK the day before, Joe Goodberry the day before that. If you missed any of our podcasts, check them out. Subscribe. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. You can subscribe on Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, Spotify, every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. Bookmark the site, LockedOnBengals.com. The fun happens next week with training camp until Monday. Have a great weekend. Feel free to tweet me, email me, jamesrapine at ESPN1530.com. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.